All right, we are rolling now, counting us down. Three, two. You're listening to Missing Out with Lex Michael and Tari J. Let's start the show. Hello there, Misketeers. Welcome back to Missing Out. I'm Tari J. I'm Lex Michael. And if this is your first time listening, what we do here is we introduce each other to different media, whether it be movies, music, television, spoken word, books, experiences, things that have built us up as people. And we hope that in doing so, it builds you up. We are the retrospective that's introspective. You know what, Tari J, uh, what you just said on your platform conflicts with my view of the world and how it should be. I, I think I'm going to censor you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take away your ability to say that. Too bad you cannot because we have the first amendment. Ho, 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 ho. And that's what you call a completely professional and organic segue into the subject matter. Yeah. Uh, you see how we did that witty repartee back and forth? That in no way felt stilted or contrived. No, not at all. Oh, my. Speaking of what you have just said. Um, <laughs> um, yes, we're talking about Radio Lab's third season of their More Perfect podcast. Um, it was something that they decided to do. This, this podcast had been going on for two years. Um, it's uh, created by... WNYC Studios, uh, Jad Abumrad from Radiolab decided to kind of branch out into this specific podcast to talk about and dig into the true effects of the the Constitution and like how it is used in our day to day lives. Um, and then so we had two seasons of that. Every episode is very good. I highly recommend it. And then for the third season, they decided to do something different. Mm -hmm. They decided to really dive into the uh, the individual amendments. And in doing so, also, they reached out to a bunch of different musical artists and uh, had them choose a, constant, a, a an amendment to write a song about. And so all 27 amendments have a song by a different artist. Uh, some of them have multiple, some amendments have multiple artists doing the same one because of how they're they were inspired. You, you got to think at a certain point, because there are a couple of amendments on the, the album that they finally put together that have a couple songs apiece. I want to say there's maybe two, three amendments that have two or three songs. Yeah. At what point do you think they had to start telling people, no, we don't need another song on the second amendment? <laughs> or, or the fourth or the fifth, you know what I mean? Like at a certain point, you got to think uh, a lot of people are, are going to be picking, a lot of musicians are going to be picking the same couple uh, amendments that we're all a lot more familiar with up right. top. And it's like, no, you don't get that one. You get the one about quartering soldiers. <laughs> what, what? What am I going to do with that? I mean, though, you, you have to imagine that as a musical artist, you might want to try to do one of the lesser known amendments because then you can really let it shine what you have to say about it. And you know that, like, you're not going to be competing against Dolly Parton to do the, the right. 25th Amendment. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just angrily, when you realize you got budged by Dolly Parton, just angrily sending emails trying to disparage Dolly Parton's good name. <laughs> like, more like, Dolly, pardon me, your music is garbage. <laughs> and, like, you're wondering why you're not hearing back from the Radiolab people. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, little do they know that Dolly Parton was a producer and was fielding all of the emails. <laughs> it's actually Dolly Parton herself sending these emails to stir up controversy and make <laughs> them like circle the wagons around her even harder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, I mean, I feel like just telling you about it is the pitch, but let me do a real quick pitch about this. Cool. Yo, WNYC Studios who creates radio labs has created the most perfect album. And with each episode, you get information about what the, what the amendment is. Uh, and you also get a fun anecdote or a really serious anecdote or a super duper poignant anecdote along with music created specifically about the constitution. Um, it is a learning experience. It is a, a chance to see the constitutional amendments in a different way. And it's also uh, a great way to really immerse yourself and find new artists. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like in listening to this, I found a number of different artists uh, that I currently listen to now. Uh, so I think that it, it would behoove you to really dive in and go to their site and see all the like liner notes and then listen to the episodes. There were only nine episodes in total for the season three. And they're not long. They're not long at all. They range from like uh, 30 to 40 minutes. So you could really bust this out in a day. But like if you have a commute, you could bust it out in a week. Um, so, bro, that's my pitch. Like it is the most perfect album. <laughs> They're right. They, barely, they did a lot of the work for you. Yeah. Just in the name. Totally. Yeah, um, I um And I, I would add to your pitch just that for me, and this is the element of this project that I was the most taken with, it's a way to... Okay, so we want to teach people about the constitutional amendments. One, I'm all for that. I, I think we could all, especially in these... Uh, uh, dubiously United States of America in the year of our Lord 2019, I feel like maybe all of us could stand to brush up on our constitutional uh, amendments and, you know, our, our, our rights in general and sort of how all of this is supposed to work. I think we could all stand to maybe inform ourselves a little bit more fully. So love that about it. Uh, but I, I also see how there's a way to like, we're going to teach people about constitutional amendments through songs, right? There's a way to do that that is very... Um, trying to think of a better word than square i was gonna say campy yeah camps were just very buttoned up and nerdy and like you're you're making me want to know less than i know already by your approach but that's that's not uh what they're doing here i think the the music is legitimately interesting and the music is legitimately good and these musicians are legitimately talented and it's a way easiest way to teach people something especially something as dry as say constitutional amendments trick them into learning basically make you know i'm not even joking like create a scenario where it doesn't feel like you're learning right right and this isn't even about like here's how you do stupid people no like anybody uh, myself included i know i have a much easier time learning dry facts if it's presented to me in a way that's really engaging and entertaining so i really liked that about this and i like that it, it all seems to be in service of genuinely educating people on the constitutional amendments because there are a good number of them. There are a few of them that are, you know, today maybe more relevant than others, but the ones that are still relevant are still very relevant to all of us. And we live in a real weird time where 
we don't know day to day how many of these things are actually going to continue to be quote unquote guaranteed to us. So I think it's really important to know where we're at so that we're not blindsided when we get wherever we're going. Right. You know, and so I, I love that. And I love, too, that they they state their mission explicitly but they also they also stated implicitly at the beginning of the first episode when you get the sort of NPR style uh, man on the street interviews real quick and they're asking different people if they know how many constitutional constitutional amendments there are right. very few people are able to answer this question you would think now I don't know when they recorded this but you would think now everybody's got to know there's at least 25 of these things cuz we're right. talking about the 25th fairly often now for for uh for for reasons that we need not delve into, but uh, it's a that's a different show, right? But you, but I I love the idea that they are putting their focus into building an engine to deliver this information to people in a way that that doesn't feel like you're ramming information down their throats. It's the it's the the Mary Poppins spoonful of sugar philosophy. You know what I mean? Like entertain them, and then maybe they'll actually come away having internalized something of of real genuine informative value yeah definitely um and so there's no real way to quote unquote spoil this um but if you would like to go in as fresh as possible um and you don't want this sweet sweet commentary in your ear spoilers your... the second one's about guns oh damn um but <laughs> if you don't want your our opinions at tainting your your own fresh ears um, then we'll give you a chance to jump off. Um, so while I give you this opportunity, don't forget that if you haven't done so, make sure that you subscribe so you get this in your feed every Tuesday. We also have our Missing Out Monday segment, which we do on Mondays, where we tell you what we're into for that week. Um, and liking and subscribing uh, or leaving a rating and review helps us get to the charts and helps other people find this podcast, which helps us continue to keep delivering this sweet, sweet content. Um, so please do so if you are so inclined. Um, I feel like this I've given you a good amount of runway, so we will be back with a full discussion right after this. All right, we are back. Um, so we were talking about the the value of the edutainment uh kind of aspect of this thing i made you listen to the first three yes which essentially cover uh amendments one through 11 so the full bill of rights um plus one uh which is really nice it, it had a very um like a very hip contemporary schoolhouse rock vibe i mean and, and that's I, what they were going for i mean that as a compliment too right like if you if you were exposed to schoolhouse rock as a kid you know that that is that is high praise comparing it seriously man like who who amongst our generation has not deeply internalized conjunction junction and learning through this this beautiful piece of whimsy and verse the function of conjunctions anyway right of course yes <laughs> and being a bill on capitol hill um, I had um I had a game. Did you ever have the the old? They did uh, Schoolhouse Rock PC games, and there was you know it's basically like all the different songs, all that you know you could play the you know they did their uh, American Revolution song, and you could actually sort of plant their cartoony American Revolutionary soldiers on the field and stuff, so you could learn little things about the battle while you get you know the, the nice uh, Schoolhouse Rock branded content that you love so much. But there would be this little hub 
which was a diner. And as you progress through the game, all of these different schoolhouse rock characters would start to fill the diner out and you could click on them and have them do little bits of business. And there was one, uh, it's a boy and his father that are eating hamburgers at the diner. And I forget what schoolhouse rock song they're affiliated with, but you click them and the dad says, I can eat this burger neatly or rather sloppily. And the boy says, neatly, dad, this is a family restaurant. And I feel that says something that, that really gets to the heart of uh, the, the infantilization of the American people. What it's saying, I'll get back to you, but okay. I feel, I feel <laughs> they're, truly, they're truly getting at something. Uh-huh. Wow. What great commentary. <laughs> but I didn't know, but I did get a ton of mileage off the old uh, Schoolhouse Rock PC games. Yeah. Um, and so something that I really like about that. So we were talking about how there are certain, uh, amendments that are very much in the zeitgeist right now. We're always talking about the first amendment. We're always talking about the second amendment. Um, and you know, we, we have in the last decade very much seen the effects of the 10th amendment, which is formerly known as the state's rights amendment, but now it is being used in order to help um, like same-sex marriage and things of that sort. Um, and so, but I also really like that we get the, uh, how other lesser known amendments are being used throughout court systems today. So for, for example, one of my favorite anecdotal things was when they were talking about the third amendment, which if, if someone were to come up to you and be like, yo, what's the third amendment? You'd be like, I don't fucking know. Um, but it is, it's, you know, it's, um, uh, quartering or like the, the government can't come to your house and be like, yo, we live here now for free. I'm going to eat your, all your food. Cause we're in war, bitch. Um, here's, here's the thing though, right? Like, and they talk about how, especially compared to say the first and second amendment, that amendment at least on its face, wouldn't seem to apply anywhere near uh, to the same extent that the first two would certainly, maybe some of the others, to the way we live now. And they said that a couple of times on the episode. Um, and even the, the musician who wrote the song was talking about how, like, you know, I, I took some liberties because this doesn't really apply to us now. And I'm sitting listening going, guys, things are super weird right now. Don't count those chickens, sirs and, and madams, because <laughs> any I, any number of wacky things could happen between now and the next five years or so. So I, all I'm saying is don't be too certain of anything. Right. Well, it also, um, because they I liked the example that they gave where there was a specific case in which the FBI came to someone's house and was like, we need to observe this space across the street. And they were like, no. And the FBI was like, we're going to do this too bad and essentially like set up camp in their house ate all their food um and they were like I i'm gonna sue you and they were like we can't you can't sue us because we're the fbi um patriot act eat a dick um that's actually what it says <laughs> that's literally what the patriot act. patriot act is one page has the seal of the president on top and it just says patriot act it's a bold underline and it says eat a dick and then yeah. there's a line for the presidential signature right yeah um, but I think it also, because it, it essentially, not, and beyond the government being able to just walk into your apartment, it also solidifies that our private property is like is sovereign from the rest of the 
country. Like we can do whatever we want. Like you can jerk off in the midst of your own house and they can't be like, Oh no, you're jerking in public. It's like, no, this is my private residence. But the thing is, right. And especially when they, when, when we talk about how the third amendment doesn't necessarily apply the way some of the other amendments apply. I mean, you don't have to look too terribly hard to find stories in the news about people who were in their own homes and their space was essentially broken into by people who claim higher authority. And in some cases, these folks were killed. Yes. That, to me, is a pretty direct violation of your supposed Third Amendment rights. It should be, yeah. Which is to say, I don't know that the Third Amendment is quite as irrelevant as some people would believe. Right. Um, that's, that's true. And that's sad. It's, it's sad. Sad and doesn't true. It's horrifying. Okay. Is what it is. Let me have my feelings. <laughs> all right. Can I, can I feel my feels? I, uh, I ain't, I'm not taking your sadness hey, from you, bro. No, I was like, that's sad. And you were like, fuck your sadness. Your sadness can eat, but <laughs> it's horrifying. This is how, this is the only descriptor. It is horrifying no what's horrifying is that as soon as you said your sadness could eat butt i pictured sadness from inside out essentially having to lean down towards a butt while she cries and then we cut to black because it's a family why would why (laughs) you said it bro no you made it bad (laughs) guys guys don't don't let Lex influence the way your mind works. Don't let him ruin In and Out for you. Don't let me ruin Pixar In and Out or Inside Out. I mean, I guess In and Out is like eating butt because it's gross. Oh, yep. Shots fired. Yep. Sorry, In and Out. Don't sorry at not me sorry. about Tari J's controversial Hashtag burger. Opinions. Tari not sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. I I don't care for In and Out. I think Five Guys is much better. Interesting. Um, but I also tend to enjoy sit-down restaurants. Umami Burger is very delicious. That's true. And, like, um, you can sit down at an In-N-Out, but do you want to? No. Yeah. And most of the sitting is outside, which I don't enjoy. Or at least half is usually outside. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways. Anyway. We are off track. This is very fun. Um, uh, this is our, what's covered under our First Amendment right. Right, 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 right. Speaking of In-N-Out. We're not free from consequence. We just lost, like, 20 audience members that aren't here for our burger talk. They Or they're like... I I own In and Out. I was your biggest fan, <laughs> um, right? But no, t- but but see, that is another important thing, right? A lot of people are are getting all uh, fussy about what the First Amendment actually means, and what the First Amendment says, both explicitly and by implication, is that if you've got a platform, even if your platform is standing on a street corner just talking to the air, you're allowed to say what you want to say, but that does not mean that there will be no consequences of any kind. It just right. means that the government is not going to swoop in and tell you you cannot say those things. Right. Um, and so speaking of consequences, I really like in the second episode how they wrap together the uh, 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th and 8th. Yes, the 4th through 8th amendments because it's all about the judicial process. Yes. It's all about like the 4th being... Uh, you can't be ser- illegally searched and seized. Um, Which, fifth, again, gets bent frequently. I mean, yes, because the way that law works is that... Big uh, quotation fingers around works. Right, right, right. Um, is that essentially, in order to argue a case, you have to take different angles on the same like written text. Um, so, like, there's one... I forget... I I forget specifically where... It is, and uh, but it's it's basically like this 
finance clause about like blah 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 financial interactions between states etc which like in and of itself it's like 16 words but it has been used for so many different purposes one of them was essentially um ending jim crow Mm -hmm. um so like it's it's a double-edged sword in that yes sometimes uh the the very non-specific broad wording of the constitution can be bent in some directions and which are positive in other directions which are negative it's almost like these long-standing institutions and systems of government are reliant in large part on the honor system and if you introduce some intentionally bad faith actors into that process things can fall apart pretty rapidly ho-hum yes um but i i but it yes that is my point, Very true. my point being none of these things we've taken for granted. I'm trying to talk around uh, explicitly diving into current events because that's not what we do here on the show. But it's become clear that a lot of people have taken all of their supposed rights and freedoms for granted for a very long time. And my point is simply that none of these things are automatically guaranteed to us. Right. Yeah. Um, they're, they're supposed to be, but they're, they're not, it's reliant on people who are going to act in good faith and actually uphold the laws, the rules, the principles in the, as close as possible to the way that they were intended, but also adapt in positive directions. And we need people that are acting in good faith. And when they do bend things slightly, they're, they're doing it to advance things, to make things better as opposed to regressively pulling us backwards. Yeah. Um, but something that I like, and they, they're really kind of highlight this idea about the constitution is that it was written so so broadly and openly for that very reason in that like it is allow it allows us to be malleable and it allows us to grow over time like there are so many things that the founding fathers couldn't have predicted are a thing and so like so we specifically got the the ninth amendment which is about basically like just because a right isn't written into the Constitution, right? It's like it doesn't mean it's not right. covered. We're, we're we're allowed other stuff too, like right? It's like yeah, we we can't just because something's not written down here doesn't mean it's not a right at all. Which of course is so open, is so you know what I mean? Like at that point, I, I feel like if somebody wanted to, you could try to slot literally any argument into that space, right? It's like well, I. I have the right to do X because because I do. Well, where does it say in the Constitution that you have that right? Well, it's right here. It says I have I have rights that aren't listed here. So I'm going to decide I have the right to wear ice cream as clothing in public right. spaces. And it's like I that's cold, man. That's that's chilly. That's got to be that's both cold as in uh, insensitive to others. Okay, and also cold like cold it's it's like 50 degrees outside why are you doing that to yourself it's i mean like the constitution the constitution doesn't say i can't that's true what if that person has a really nice body uh and they're just trying to show it to everyone and also highlight how sweet it is well here's the thing it actually that depends on the person who's doing it right because if it's if it's like a, a straight white dude that they'd probably just be like either either like hey you're a meme now because it's funny or ignored and if it was anybody else, they would probably be shamed. Maybe. That's called privilege. Ooh, damn. <laughs> the privilege to cover yourself in ice cream and no clothing in a public space and not be shamed. If he had a mustache, though, he'd have to register as a sex offender. Yep, that's the rule. <laughs> Says it in the Constitution. 
Which amendment was that again? Uh, well, it's it's the one that's that says we're allowed things that aren't in there. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're back to the ni- yeah, yeah. It's all it's all <laughs> written in the ninth in in explicit terms. Um, anyway, <laughs> but that is right. That is potentially uh, that's potentially an issue with that particular amendment. Insofar as you can use that openness, that sort of ill-defined aspect of it if you were so inclined to start to poke and bend at some of the other ones as well. That's true. I mean, but you can also use it for, for good. I just assume that people aren't necessarily acting in good faith. Right. uh, I feel like this so far it's been like you being like, these are used for evil and me being like, well, actually like they're also used for like very positive things. Yes. Again, trying to talk around, uh, current events explicitly i just am erring on the side of being somewhat distrustful of the folks in positions to uh exercise power based on their interpretation of these rules right uh, well i'm talking about the spirit of the law baby i'm talking about the the, the beauty of this this document right you're and- fucking your west wing i'm house of cards and shit Sure, I've seen neither of those. Well, it's just you've got that you've got the idealism, right? And I've got that everything is not just bad; it's worse than that. Mm, okay, um, is that is that a commentary on House of Cards itself, or the perspective that House of Cards brings to politics? That one, I, I haven't seen House of Cards past like season three. Okay, I've only seen the first season, um, and it was fine. It was a lot of talking to camera and a lot of um, dog killing. Um, just, I mean, it happened once, but it was more than my taste. Killing. It was the very first scene. Really? Yes. The I very see. first scene, uh, Kevin Spacey comes out and there's a dog that was like hit by a car or something. And he's like talking to camera being like, politics is bleep, bleep, it's cutthroat. And then he like snaps the dog's neck and is like, it died. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember that. Um, it's it's. I mean, it's a very good at establishing that character. Um, I mean, maybe you repressed it, but it's like the, not, it's the very first scene. It's possible. I, I I don't know about repressed it, but definitely didn't hold on to that to that memory. I'm not a big animals being hurt in things person. Like you don't like it or you don't care about it no i don't like it like you do obviously if i if i know i'm watching something fictional it's like do whatever you want to your human characters because you know what even if they're meant to be innocent they're a human being they probably did something to deserve it uh whereas no animals are, are relatively innocent so like if i'm watching a horror movie there are there are a couple of movies that are like sort of all timers where like spoilers there's a dog in in Halloween that gets off but it doesn't bother me quite as much because the movie's just is good enough that I feel like it it can support it but for the most part when like movies off animal I just don't like it it feels cheap it feels like you you know we're gonna care about animals pretty quickly and so offing it is just a way to provoke a reaction and it just feels cheap to me and I don't like it gotcha for the most part yeah I mean I get that and that's why they killed the dog in the first scene to be fair though the way you're describing it does sound like if they're gonna kill the dog at least they're trying to convey something about his character yes. through doing that whereas a lot of times it's just to try and provoke some kind of visceral reaction right i'm not a big fan of that this episode brought to you by save the cat <laughs> save the cat if you want to know how to write an effective screenplay without murdering animals save the cat um now because of the first amendment tari did have a right to say that but uh the author of save the cat 
can now sue Tari. I don't know if he can sue me. <laughs> I don't. I don't either. Um, I mean, but he could be like, "Hey, stop that." It's definitely not a paid advertisement. Yeah, he could be like, "Look, I, I normally I'm okay with people plugging my my work for free, but uh, your show's bad." So I don't want to be wow. associated with that. Is it because of how many animals we've killed on this show? <laughs> um, like, if this was a visual program, uh, they, at the end of every episode, it, we couldn't have that piece where it's like, no animals were harmed in the production of this podcast. Because er- what you guys can't see is I'm constantly just skinning cats, and I'm just like placing their their uh, furs upon my head. And anytime, uh, and I cut this out, but anytime that Lex comments on it, I go, don't fucking talk about it. No, it's true. Don't I had to do, do it. a lot of vocal exercises to build the musculature so that you can't tell listeners that I'm crying the entire time we record this podcast. Yeah, he's done a lot of work. Guys, you should really appreciate all the hard work that Lex does for you guys. Um, but now that I've talked about it, and now that all of you guys know, don't fucking talk about it. But this is the thing, right? You like know you what's have... going to happen to you if you do. Hey, see, that's actually is a perfect example of of the First Amendment, right? Like you can talk about it. You have that right. Government's not going to swoop in and say you can't talk about Tari butchering animals, <laughs> but there will be consequences potentially, and you are not uh, free of consequences. Right. The government's not going to swoop in, but I am. I'll swoop in like an eagle does for small animals and i will eat your guts with my beak and i will carve up your skin with my talons <laughs> Tar tari's a big like uh he's guns don't kill people i do with with guns no <laughs> and then there's a long pause as he right. stares right into your eyes <laughs> Um, so another thing that I really like about this album slash the series of podcast episodes is how many of the musical artists compare, um, they, the way that they interpret the amendments is by kind of bringing it back to this idea of, of relationships. Um, and I think that that's a really apt way of doing so because the, the, constitution and the amendments are essentially an agreement between the institution of the government and the people and it's them uh, build and the amendments themselves are us building on that agreement that relationship and finding ways for us to coexist in one place mm-hmm. and and finding ways of establishing um kind of the the rules and the rapport to make this relationship work um, and so some of the some of my favorite tracks on this album are specifically about that idea. Mm-hmm. So for me, like sometimes uh, one of my favorite songs to kind of go to bed to is the Tenth Amendment song by Lean Year. Okay. Um, it's it's I mean it's it's very simple musically. It is um, it's a soft piano, a little bit of uh, ethereal air in the background, um, and the the vocals are um super they're super soft um and they kind of are a little melancholy mm-hmm. uh and the 10th amendment uh, as i stated earlier and, and and to reiterate is essentially this idea that the the individual states 
have rights that can't be infringed upon by the federal government. Right. Um, which back in the day was used for very bad things. Yes. Um, they, they were like, we can too own slaves. Yes. Yep. Um, but then was when, when anyone tries to tell you civil war was about states rights and that's the state right they were talking about. Right. Um, but then over time, um, was used for other means which were more positive. Right. So the example I gave was for same sex marriage. And so states as individual states were like, we are going to legalize same sex marriage and ain't shit the government can do. So like federally, they're like, nah, same sex marriage, bad. And the the states are like, yo, fuck you. We gonna put all the nuptials into place, baby. Right. Uh, that's sort of what I was talking about before, right? Like that, that mechanism is there, can be used for good or ill, and it's reliant on people who are acting in good faith in right. a progressive direction to actually uh, be used as a tool for good. Whereas the, the counterexample we just referenced, you got a lot of people who are acting essentially in bad faith that aren't really concerned about dehumanizing and hurting others that can use the mechanism for the same purpose and unfortunately yeah. the people who are uh inclined to do very bad things with our mechanisms of government seem t to be a lot more uh aggressive and committed yeah um and and kind of piggybacking off of that like the idea that they pull from the the amendment is this idea of the, of the we versus the individual mm -hmm. um it's like the the lyrics specifically are like will your we put an end to me or will my will my me put an end to we and so like kind of going back into what you were saying like this idea of individuals um taking things and trying to uh use them for their own means puts a puts the we at risk the greater good is at risk because of the actions of individuals yes um for an example of how this uh, over time, the cumulative effect can be absolutely disastrous and, in fact, borderline world-ending. See boomers. Okay. Well, that it's exactly what you're talking about. That entire generation prioritized the individual over any responsibility towards society, and now we all might die on fire because of it. Right. Job markets destroyed. Housing markets destroyed. The planet is literally burning because of exactly what you're talking about. An right. entire generation, I'd say generation and a half to two generations even, but boomers, the worst, uh, who put the individual far, far, far ahead of anything else to the detriment of everything else right and i mean and kind of on a on a smaller level like you could also put that put that same reasoning towards people in as bernie would say the top one percent um yep the the people who have the most wealth um are essentially not utilizing it as well as they could towards the we um, so there are all these charts that are like, yo, you know, it costs this much to end world hunger. It would cost this much to end the, uh, the Flint water crisis. Um, and all of these are, are well below the means of the people who have the highest amount of wealth. And there are also assorted articles that we could link out talking about how, um, a lot of the wealth charity, 
is mostly a tax write-off and it's not mm-hmm. it doesn't go mm-hmm. towards the things that it should there is no such thing as an ethical billionaire there is no such thing as a good billionaire they're not your friends they don't care about any of us uh, one or two billionaires could get together and end almost every problem the world is facing today they don't because they don't care right um and even if they did care i think that the the big piece is that like we as humans and we as individuals um a lot of the problems that we're facing are too large and existential for us to really fathom and and like what well well no, this is this is where um i i i mean you didn't you didn't finish your entire point but i think what you're getting at i i agree up to a point that so much of it is so complex so intricate so especially if you're trying to really engage with politics now and like again i think right now it's absolutely imperative that each and every one of us is doing everything we can to educate ourselves but to your point that learning curve is steep i mean it's it's massively steep but i don't think it's that peak is insurmountable and i do think if you have access to information right i do think you have a responsibility especially now to be doing some of that homework. So that's that's really the only part of what it seemed like you were getting at that I take exception to. Like, it's it's tough. There is a crazy amount of information to learn. And honestly, until you start to wrap your head around it, a lot of it is really dry and not super exciting. Right. But it's, it's fundamentally crucial and far from impossible. Yes. I mean, yes. Uh, I agree. And I think that, like, uh, the the... And my thought was essentially that, in that, like, it's not, yes, uh, I'm not defending the, no, the I, billionaires I, I, yeah. to be like, well, oh, I also don't know, think you would ever, don't get it, you know? And I uh, also don't think you would ever defend the willful ignorance of common people either. Right. Common people. I include myself. This is not like a coastal elitist, the commoners, the the, the peasant folk. No, like, I'm, I'm pe- the peasant folk. Uh-huh. He says as he <laughs> drinks gold from his gold chalice. <laughs> Um, it makes my throat so dry, but I right, feel so fancy yeah. when I when I drink my gold. He does. He loves it. He uh, he was telling me about how he's going to eat a gold plated steak later today. Uh, I watched I watched uh, Treasure of the Sierra Madre last night, and I tell you, I got to the end of that, and I was fucking parched. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, so I was like that gold looks delicious. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder they're all so mad at each other. <laughs> Um, yeah, he was saying earlier before we got on mic, he's like, yeah, I've decided to store all of my wealth uh, overseas so I can't pay a single dime in taxes because um, taxes are stupid. I love money. It's like, hey, Lex, you have a giant abscess on the back of your neck. Are you OK? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I keep my gold. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but but yeah, no, I. I I think ultimately we're we're in agreement on that point that it is it's it's really it's difficult and like that's why I don't want to I don't want to shame anybody who is not crazy well informed uh, about about everything that's going because it is so big and it is so complex and there are a lot of people who have a vested interest in making things seem even more complicated than they are so that we can't keep track of all of it very easily but it's Oh, folks, it is just so important. Yeah. Because um, it, it does affect all of us. That's yeah. the thing is a lot of people are like, well, most of this stuff doesn't really impact me. And like politicians are all full of shit, which is true. L- politicians are largely full of shit. 
Um, and you know, it's all, they're all, they're all bad. It's all bullshit, whatever. And it doesn't really affect us anyway. Well, okay. It is mostly bad. It is almost all bullshit, but it does affect all of us. Every single one of us, like elections have consequences. The, the people that you, not just the presidential elections, but local elections as well. Cause these are the people who are going to be responsible for interpreting things like our constitutional amendments. This shit affects me. This shit affects you. This shit turn to your left, turn to your right. Can you see anybody affects them too? Yeah. It's, it's important. And again, I, I don't say this to shame anybody who's not paying attention. I say it only to encourage people to do so because um, we we may not have too terribly many more opportunities where where our voices actually do make a difference. Right. Uh, if, if we don't start to exercise this stuff responsibly. Yeah. And I think that like that goes back to the introduction, the introduction of this uh, podcast season in that like it helps to get people informed about what the constitution means and what the amendments mean and how it affects people on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you need a a digestible version of that content, because like the, the, the amendments themselves are just a big pile of gobbledygook of words Mm -hmm. that with like intentionally broad and undigestible meanings, because they're meant for people to interpret in many different ways. Yes. Um, they're not made to be uh, a finite, definite uh, collection of rules. It's a guideline in order for us to govern ourselves and make rules. That's why the the first the, in the in the uh, preamble to the uh, amendments, it's it's you know we the people uh, in order to form a more perfect union. It's this idea that we grow and adapt and. Uh, are constantly changing and we use these rough guidelines in order to apply them as we grow and progress as a society. Yes. But, but again, like I keep saying, I know you don't need to say it again, all dependent on people acting in good faith. Yeah. Um, but like, so, but yeah, but the main thing is like to keep educating yourself and to keep, yes, to stay, take current and, and to just to know what, the the things that affect you mean right. and why they I, I think that like something else this podcast does a really good job of doing um this podcast meaning uh more perfect not us um yeah, we're not good at doing anything but uh the thing that it does a really good job of doing is giving you background in terms of how things came to be yes um like the one of the first episodes um there's just a fun anecdote with uh he was a, a justice, a, a state justice who refused to learn how to type. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he learned how to type by typing out the Bill of Rights. Um, and something that he came to realize is that the, the order of the amendments, there's a, there's a logic to it. There's a, they build upon each other. Yeah. Um, and it tells a story of us growing as a nation, which I think is really interesting because that like we this this grand experiment of the united states um we have we started at one point which was inclusive of all men but that just meant men white men yep um but we have essentially taken that initial idea and built on it using these amendments to include people who weren't previously included and it shows how we do so 
in the story of the amendments. You know, we eventually decided to free the slaves, 13th Amendment. We eventually decided to give women the right to vote. Well, we decided to give people the right to vote, which just still was men. Um, and then we decided to give women the right to vote. Mm -hmm. um, and all of that is encompassed in the story of these amendments, which also is the story of America. Yes. Uh, which I think is is a, a really great thing for people to to start to internalize that like I think I I have this this op, this West Wing optimism because I I have acknowledged that like we as a society have been growing and we continue to grow despite people acting in a less than uh, positive manner. Sure. Um, I think that we grow despite the, those who would um, try to stop that. Uh, I'm, I'm now a big fan of acting in less than a positive manner as a euphemism for war crimes. <laughs> um, I mean, but like, yes, war crimes, but like, it's like how I mean, can it's, we soften it, the term enhanced interrogation? Right. I mean, but it's it's no, just, I hear it's you. all encompassing. I, no, I yeah, totally yeah. I look, I agree. I totally agree with your point. I don't mean to be constantly jumping in and swatting at your optimism. I just I want to yes, be optimistic because it it really is the whole point of this country was supposed to be of the people by the people for the people. I think through complacency, through choosing not to inform ourselves, we are in part willfully giving that up piece by piece. Yeah. My only thing is don't the optimism is great and and seeing the potential for growth and for positive change in these in these amendments in in any of our laws that's all great ideally that's what it's all there for i would just encourage folks not to take that for granted that's that's the big part of why i keep jumping in and, and swatting at it is just like yes that's awesome and i want everybody to grab that feeling of optimism and and hold on to it because it can be a far greater motivator than despairing. I'm not encouraging despair. I'm just saying like, yes, be optimistic. Let's, let's get energized and let's push for positivity. Do not take any of this shit for granted. Right. Not and, even for a second. Yeah. And that's not, our, our message is about getting informed. Yes. Um, and that's, that's the first step. Yes. Um, I think that it's hard to take something for granted if you don't understand it. And I think that like, very fair, the first step is to understand and then like use that information to figure out how you yourself can use this information to bend the our society in a positive direction right and that doesn't mean you know we're not suggesting that for your contribution to to uh, account like we're not saying you have to be going out and canvassing for politicians or anything like that but even just when you go to vote and and please everybody please vote uh when you go to vote right and being as informed as possible so that you know you are voting in the direction that will ideally do the most good right um and yes i agree and also just you know when you are in that in that booth like do, you know do your research beforehand understand like what it is that you know individual props there are like a number of websites that will give you the the pros and cons and what the the like financial backing of individual mm -hmm. um propositions and and proposals are so that you can really stay informed like i i usually will just it just takes a few hours like 
the week before I go and vote and just like go through them one by one. Cause they, and they'll send you, yeah. we live in Southern California and like, I don't know how it works in every County in every state, but I know living here, if you're registered to vote, they will essentially send you a guide to all of the candidates and all of the proposals and you can take the time and read through them. That's what we do. Like my, my girlfriend and I, every time there's an election, we get the things in the mail and we go, all right, well now we're going to carve out a couple of, we'll do it over dinner or something. We're going to carve out a couple of hours and we're going to go through all of this, you yeah. know, uh, uh, election by election, right? Uh, uh, policy proposal by policy proposal, candidate by candidate, and we're we're doing the homework because, again, and I don't want to be a, a doomsday prophesier or anything like that, but it's like if we're not doing that, we may not have too terribly many more opportunities to do it. Uh, so I would, I, and I think Tari, you agree with me. I would, I would encourage folks to to take the time because this stuff really does have consequences. Yeah, definitely. Um, so do you have any other thoughts on this most perfect album? So this, this is a, a topic. If you can't tell, this is a topic that I get, I get very into because I, I, for a long time, I was the type of person where like, I know for, for years and years, my dad was like really to the point where, you know, when a parent does it, it gets irritating as crap and almost makes you not want to do it. Uh, but was really impressing upon me for years and years and years and years. This is really important. You need to pay attention to what's going on in your country you need to pay attention to what's going on in the world and eventually i took it to heart the learning curve is crazy steep it took me a couple of years honestly paying attention to this stuff to, to where i got to a point where i feel like i can start to wrap my head around it but right. now that i'm starting to wrap my head around it like no do i really do i really want to know the names of a bunch of politicians do i really want to know who slung dirt at who do i re do i really want to know about any of that no of course i don't but these are the people whether they're well-intentioned or not whether they're scholars or clowns these are the people who are making the decisions that affect us day to day that affect what we're going to be paid for our labor that that affect are, are we going to be able to afford housing that affect the availability of, of food christ you know what i mean that affect our ability to educate ourselves you know uh it's so i now that i'm more informed than i was and now that i realize how crucial it is and now because we are living in such a very interesting time where there is a lot happening in that sphere a lot to keep track of but there's a lot like not for nothing if you were so detached from all of it that you just wanted to treat politics like entertainment now's a pretty okay time to be doing that because it's it's like dramatics you know what i mean like it's 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 big political theater and stuff but it it really matters and it's really really important and i i get so fired up now about these conversations because maybe just because i don't see other people getting fired up about it you know and so I feel like, all right, well, I'll beat this drum five times as hard, I guess, because, you know, I don't want to get in anybody's face. I don't want to alienate people. But it's really and this isn't even about me trying to impart uh, one political perspective over another. I think if you listen to this show, you can probably guess which what my political leanings are very generally. No reason to go into it now. I'm just saying whatever whatever conclusion you arrive at. It's it's so important. It's never if you're listening to this and you're alive on planet Earth right now, it has never been more important than it is at this moment. And so I get and that's why for me that this time flew by because we're we're not just talking about uh, a really interesting piece of work, which is this album. And I think this album has a ton of validity even above and beyond the the timely political relevance. I think it's a pretty cool album, but I love the mission statement because this is this is one of the most important things that there is right now this is existentially important 
not just to us, but in, in a way, to everyone. There are a lot of ways in which, as goes the United States, so goes the world. Even now, with our standing globally slipping rapidly, in a lot of ways, as goes the United States, so goes the rest of the world. So this, I think, guys, can you tell? I think this is of some import, a little bit, kind of. So yeah, the, that that's my big thought is I think this album's really cool. I think the mission statement is insanely admirable and wildly important. I'm glad they did this. I hope people go and check it out and I hope that people can use it as a, a stepping stone. Can ma- It can make some of this stuff a little bit more accessible to some folks because this is right our our constitution and the amendments thereof are meant to be the foundation of of everything else that defines our our not just our political systems but essentially our systems of law in this country this is fundamentally crucial to to i mean everything is important guys check it out i i really dig that they they did this album i think it's very cool yeah were there any standout tracks for you um, there was one, I want to say it was, it was maybe the, it had to be the third amendment. Cause there was one where the artist, she was talking about how, because she didn't feel that the song necessarily because of the third amendment about quartering soldiers, uh, didn't have the same relevance. She's like, okay, I'm not going to make it explicitly about the amendment. I'm going to take it and adapt it into a song essentially about not quartering, not holding on to toxic people. Oh yeah, and I thought that was a really interesting take on that, and I, I I think too it speaks to how these are not just dry legal statements that apply only to structures of law. These are how do I put it? These are these are concepts that are fundamentally crucial to living a, a healthy, happy, fulfilling existence, mm-hmm. right? Like you need you need to know that you are not obligated to silence yourself for fear of violent reprisals from a system that is bigger than you that you can't hope to fight against you need to know that you look we can talk for another 10 hours about how people willfully misinterpret the second amendment but you do need to know that you have the right to defend yourself against attack you do need to know that you are not expected to and this this becomes even less about existentialism and more about so many people hold on to damaging relationships out of like with family members that maybe aren't physically abusive but sort of emotionally abusive people and you hold on to these people out of a, a misplaced sense of obligation i think this idea that you are not obligated to hold on to toxic people to damaging relationships mm-hmm. that's an idea that so transcends a law right like that so transcends the third amendment right and that's what i thought was so cool about the direction she took that song in is because it speaks to something that is so much uh bigger and so much more uh universal and so much more personal because who no it's true we can't all relate to having to to really stand by our third amendment rights in 2019 america yeah but i think we can all relate to staying sticking with a relationship that is ultimately damaging to us longer than we should have mm-hmm. so i think that's cool and i think it, it too like that's it it's a great way to try and approach some of these other amendments as well like how especially if you're trying to learn them to internalize them for the first time well how do you take something like the third amendment which seems totally nebulous and attach it to something that feels immediate and relatable yeah so i thought that was super cool yeah i agree um but also guys 10th amendment is so good 10th amendment is the best song 
Also, um, just a, a shout out to um, the Sixth Amendment song by Sons of an Illustrious Father, which is Ezra Miller's band. That's right. Um, and I was like, he pops in, I think before they get to the song, he pops in. Maybe it's like, you know, on our next episode or something like that. The little, yeah. Like, uh, preview and he pops in. It's like, hey, this is Ezra Miller. Blah blah blah. I'm like, it's a... wait the Fantastic Beast Boy, <laughs> like Justice League Flash. Yeah, wild. Uh, yeah, I didn't know he had a band. Yeah, but, we, uh... we need to talk about Kevin because Kevin has a fucking band. I said that was another movie he was in. Got it. Okay, it's really good. Oh, him and Tilda Swinton, John C. Riley. It's fucked up. I'll oh. make you watch it for the show at some point, so I have an excuse to rewatch it. I'm here plugging Ezra Miller stuff. He's he's on the like 405 listening to our show right now being like, hell yeah, Ezra Miller. <laughs> That's what he says whenever he feels pumped up. Like if yeah. he sees something, if he's like watching a football game and they score like a, his team scores a last second touchdown and wins the game at the final moment, he's just like, yeah, Ezra Miller. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was like how people will, uh, after they make a like a piece of garbage, a piece of trash into the trash can, they'd be like, Kobe. Uh, but it's just, Ezra Miller. it's actually just like that, except he applies it where it, it doesn't tra- Like when somebody else does something that excites him, he's just like, yeah, Ezra Miller. Nice. Yeah. All right. I dig he it. He takes ownership of the, of the feeling and maybe just a little bit of the ownership of the actual thing. Oh, because he's a bigger star than you are. So he'll probably get all the credit. I don't like that. That's like, <laughs> that's like Columbusing. uh, He's like, yeah, I discovered this action, and, then and now it's mine. Yeah, and then he runs away really fast. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I'm not into colonization. Um, all right. I'm going to wrap this baby up. All right. Thank you guys for listening this week. Uh, we really hope you have a chance to check out the album. We'll put a link in the description just in case you haven't had a chance to listen to it. We'll also, we have also uh, tweeted it out just in case you need it but highly recommend it listen to all nine episodes it's great for a morning or afternoon commute um and the album has a lot of great songs on it uh, i i personally would recommend listening to the episodes and then listening to the album so that you have full context and you can you can hear pieces of it and pick out the ones that you really like um and i also just highly recommend listening to the full show if you have a chance uh, after you finish season three going back and listening to seasons one and two of radio lab presents more perfect uh it is a very well done very well crafted high production value podcast um i didn't even really get into the this idea of this really pushing the the idea of what a podcast could be mm-hmm. um because it is a multimedia multi-level um expression of an idea which i really love um so i highly recommend it i i think that it really pushes your idea of what audio entertainment can be it has very great anecdotes that'll make you laugh some will make you cry um and some will make you mad in the right ways so hopefully in the right ways (laughs) yeah um so definitely check it out um but that's it for this week uh until then we will see you next week uh this has been the retrospective that is introspective and now you have a new perspective which is only valuable if you act on it in good faith hell yeah